Hello, everyone. Welcome to Screen Scream on Viola. In today's show, we're going to talk about four movies that contain positive thinking, and some of them might sound like a very negative movie, but actually the message it delivers is very positive. And what is special is that the two new movies we're going to talk about today are not from Hollywood. So let's listen to the first new movie we're going to talk about today. The worst person in the world, faced with the dreaded existential cul-de-sac and the prospect of a neat and entirely predictable life devoid of surprises, Julie finds herself with her back to the wall, forced to settle down, and somehow pushing 30 doesn't make things easier. So to find meaning and purpose in life, Julie embarks on a long, challenging 12-chapter journey of love and enlightenment, hoping for the best. Little by little, as she puts her dormant talents to good use, Julie flirts with other men, throws herself into a new relationship, and gains new skills and experiences. After all, the burden of choice is not the problem; it is the quintessential factor that defines who we are as a person. It shows our character to the world. Det fixar vi allt andra. Ja, jag älskar det, men jag älskar inte. The first new movie we're going to talk about today is a cross-country cooperation between Norway, France, Sweden, Denmark, and the United States. It's directed by the director of Oslo, 31st August, Hawking Trier. I'm not sure if my pronunciation is correct because the director is from Denmark, and the leading actress is the same one in Oslo, 31st August. Renette Reinsvet. Also, I'm not sure if that's correct. I did look for it, tried to mimic the pronunciation, but it's not English. So if my pronunciation is wrong, please bear with me. This is the last film of director's Oslo trilogy. It asks the audience, when you own every possibility in your life, but you still think you're the worst person in the world. Then what do you do? The leading actress got Best Actress with this movie at Cannes Film Festival. And if you paid attention to the nomination of the Oscars, the worst person in the world is nominated as one of the best international films nominees. We learned from the introduction that the protagonist is going to be 30. It's still pretty young. But she thinks that she already wastes too much talent. Even her boyfriend, who wants to get married with her, suffers from the consequence. Her boyfriend is a very successful comic designer who's many years older than her. She dumps her boyfriend and jumps into a new relationship, hoping that it can bring some new changes for her. The worst person in the world is a movie about modern love. I would say it's both a tragedy and a comedy. It is magical, but at the same time, it's also realistic. And you will be able to see how the director tells a story about maturity, retrospection, and changes. It's also a relief to this life. So although the name of the movie seems negative. It actually talks about something positive, and maybe inspires us in our life. 
Now it's time for our second new movie. What did you eat yesterday? Shido Kakei lives with his boyfriend Kenji Yabuki. Shido works as an attorney and cooks well. He is meticulous and also thrifty. Kenji is a hairdresser with a good personality. The second new movie we're going to talk about today is a Japanese movie. It sounds very cute. It's about Shido Kakei and his boyfriend Kenji. It's based on the original manga, one of the most popular stories in episode eight. And this story is what happens after the TV series. So if you are a fan of the TV series, this movie version is definitely for you. The story is adapted from a popular boy love manga, and the cast and crew for the movie are the same as the one they used for the TV series. There were already more than a million people who have seen the movie. They've earned more than 1.3 billion yen box office. So the story basically starts when they want to travel to Tokyo as a birthday present. They have very good time indeed, but one of them says something very surprising for the other person. I really doubt what it is because from the introduction, it sounds like. They are a very sweet and cute couple. And from the title of the movie, "What Did You Eat Yesterday?" What if one of them tells the other person that、uh, he's have he's having an affair with somebody else? So, so what he ate yesterday was not something so pleasant for the other to hear. This is just my guess, but it sounds too dark. If you look at the poster of this movie, it looks very warm and positive. I personally am not a fan of boy love, but just from looking at the poster, I really want to watch this movie because I can feel their happiness. And that's exactly what the actors felt when they were filming. They said that the opening of the movie is the same as the one when they filmed the TV series that they filmed themselves. And also, they took pictures together. So after that period of time in Tokyo, both of them felt the happiness of the characters, and that's something impressive during shooting. So the two leading actors basically walk around Tokyo just to film the most natural shots of a couple dating, traveling together. So it sounds like a very sweet movie to watch. And now it's time for top double o seven. Before we move on, let's review what we had from last week first. Top three, The Kingsman. Top two, Spider-Man No Way Home. And top one was Sing Two. How about this week's top seven to top four? Top five, Drive My Car. Scream. Top four, my best friend's breakfast. Spider-Man, no way home. We started getting some visitors. Wow, we have some changes on the charts this week. Drive My Car, the new movie I introduced last week, is on the chart. 
Scream, My Best Friend's Breakfast, and Spider-Man are old friends. But Spider-Man No Way Home is not one of the top three anymore. And since we're going to talk about something positive today, I'd like to talk about My Best Friend's Breakfast a little bit more. Remember, I complained about this movie the two past weeks. Today, I want to tell you what I love the most about this movie. The movie's about my best friend's breakfast, so there's definitely breakfast inside. I don't know about you, but I love breakfast. I mean, I'm not a person who eats breakfast every day, but if I have chance, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you, if you let me pick, I will eat breakfast. Every meal, because breakfast is the best. There is a breakfast shop around the corner of my house that used to be 24/7. That was awesome because I can eat breakfast at 10 p.m. But now they just go back to regular breakfast shop work hours. What a pity! But like there are a lot of different flavors of rice bowls in the movie My Best Friend's Breakfast. But you may say, oh, in Western culture, we don't really eat rice bowls a lot. Well, if you ask me, I love all kinds of eggs: scrambled, sunny egg, boiled. But my favorite is Benedict. If there's Benedict on the menu of any brunch restaurant, I would definitely order it. I just love it. So I don't know about you, but I personally love breakfast. And if you are also a person who loves breakfast, you need to watch My Best Friend's Breakfast because you will be super hungry after watching it. And now it's time for our last section: top three to top one. Top three: Death on the Nile. When you have money, no one is ever really your friend. Jack asks forever. Welcome to Jack. Top two, sing two. Clay Calloway is a recluse. No one's seen him for 15 years. I'll give you three weeks to get this show up and running. Top one, Moonfall. There's no need to panic. No crazy. Why are they lying about all this? Wow, there are three new movies from top three to top one this week: Death on the Nile, Jackass Forever, and Moonfall. And do you remember that I said today we're going to talk about movies that are positive, but the names might sound negative. So today we're going to talk about Death on the Nile. You may think how death can be positive. Well, I'm not saying death is positive, but if there's a detective solving the crime, wouldn't you call it positive? I'd say yes. So the story of Death on the Nile. Is Detective Perrault solving the crime once again? The murder this time is very strange. There are many weird places, and whenever you think you know the answer, there are more twists. The director likes to dig the dark side of humanity. He believes that as long as you experienced psycho lovers, you will be able to relate to the situation and setting in the novel. And that's the reason why he said this episode is not just solving a crime, but also taking the audience to explore a dangerous triangle relationship and the complicated twists behind it and the dark side of humanity. Although this is an old story, the director used a brand new angle to express this classic. 
The movie is based on Agatha Christie's novel of the same name. It was published in 1937, so it was really long time ago. It's more than 80 years already, but it's still a very popular work. And even after so many years, how the author describes the criminal committing crimes and how the author depicts the characters still attract book lovers for generations. Actually, Death on the Nile was adapted into a film in 1978, so you can say that this is a reboot this time. And the director promised it's going to be a very unsettling, very dark, and at the same time, very sexual movie. I don't know why it's going to be sexual. Maybe they're going to show the triangle relationship, but I really don't know. I have friends who bought the novel just because they want to go to see the movie. So I'm pretty sure if you're a book lover and you like Death on the Nile. You may want to watch the movie, and that's all the time we have for today. Hope you like the show and carry the positive thinking along with you during the weekend. I'm Viola. See you next week.